Hey, welcome into the Stinky Truth Podcast. I am Mark Schlerth alongside my co-host, Mike Evans, Millennial Ben, producing the show. want to thank our presenting sponsor, great folks over at Bet Rivers. Bet with a winner, bet with Bet Rivers. Download the app and uh, check them out online at betrivers.com. Michael, how are you, buddy? I am great. I am great. Um... All right, let me, let me, I, I'm a little bit I'm a little bit hurt right now because um, I feel like an NFL quarterback that uh, got hit unfairly uh-huh. and mm-hmm. um, a little upset that the flag wasn't thrown. Okay, all right. You know what? What do you make of all this roughing the passer controversy? It's uh, it's all anyone's talking about. Yeah. Last week or so. How much tougher were the quarterbacks back in the day? Holy smokes! Right. I mean, they just took a beating and kept playing on a consistent basis, and now. I mean, Lord have mercy. If you look at a guy sideways, it's a 15-yard penalty. I mean, it's a roughing the passer penalty. Hey, they got to do something. Like, you know, and this is one of the reasons, Mike, and you know you've given me grief over the years. Uh, It turns out I'm right again. But you've given me grief over the years because I've said uh, quarterbacks don't play football. They play quarterback. Like I don't when I when I go you know when I see the top 100 and they've got eight quarterbacks in the top or, or five quarterbacks in the top. 10, I'm like, baloney. That's garbage. Because they don't play football. They play quarterback. And I, I put them in a different category. But in regards to protecting the quarterback, and I understand that they're your number one asset, right? I understand that uh, having backup quarterbacks play for your football team is not good for business. And this is uh, this is a, a business. This is the number one when you talk about producing money, printing money. The NFL is a, a licensed legal it's legal money printing is what it is and so and i understand nobody wants to see garbage backup quarterbacks play so i I get i get the protection of our starting quarterbacks i understand that at the same time they have to be like you cannot protect them to the point where you can't touch them and so you've done what you can to protect the quarterback at some point common sense has to prevail and Obviously, the Grady Jarrett sack that kept the drive alive and essentially cost the Atlanta Falcons a chance to beat Tampa in Tampa, that, that's just a garbage call. It's a garbage call. And the fact that the league or Jerome Bogert, who called it, doubled down on it is even more garbage because it looks it, – it, 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 it lacks integrity. And then the call on Chris Jones – on the sack on on Derek Carr, another just garbage call. So at some point, at some point, don't you have to be able to step in and go, okay, guys, this is not this is not what we're looking for. This this costs us integrity. This costs opportunities for you know for other for teams to win games. So you know I don't know I don't know what the right answer is. I, I, I I've told you my theory on. On challenge flags, anyhow, I hate challenge flags. I hate them because it, it it just seems stupid to me. Like I understand the strategy behind it, but what seems stupid to me, Mike, is we talk about the fact that we want to get the game right, but only if you're not out of challenge flags, because then we don't give a crap about getting it right. Like it's that that seems dumb to me. And the other thing is, is that you could have an official upstairs. Where the you know officials have the you know where the all the pictures get taken and the you could have an official up there that could just buzz down to the game and stop it on a call like that and say hey man we reviewed it here in New York or we reviewed it and that is not a roughing call pick up the flag and move on and it's almost as though they're so afraid 
of bringing into question the authority of the refs. Like, why does everybody else, like, hey, if, if I give up a sack and I just get my ass kicked, everybody in America knows that I got my ass kicked, right? We show up 14 times on a replay. If you, as a coach, make a horrible call, and you, like, everybody and their brother, like, you're Brandon Staley, oh, he's going for it on another fourth down. Like, this makes no sense. But here he goes. You know, he's Mr. He's Mr. Roll the Dice. You know, I mean, I don't know what the, uh, you know, I don't know what the great gamblers of all time are, but he is Phil Helmut or whatever. <laughs> like, I think it's Helmuth, but yeah, okay. Yeah, same thing, yeah. whatever his name yeah. is. I don't know what his name is. No, but you're close. Yeah. Closer than I thought you'd be. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, I, like, I don't, like, can't we just go, all right, it wasn't down. Yeah. And Let's you, take a closer look at right. it. Right. And, you know, as an official, you ought to have that fear. Your butt, your butthole ought to pucker every time mm-hmm. you you throw a roughing the passer flag, right? It should. You should have that that amount of pressure on you. You know what it feels like, Mike? Like you you'll never you because you didn't play, but because you'll never you dick. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm no, no. I'm, this said, is not. No, no. That was condescending. No, no. I know this, you well enough to know no, when it's delivered in a condescending actually, way. Actually, it wasn't meant to be condescending. Mm. Let me finish. You hurt my feelings. You, no, you got – see, the point was <laughs> is you didn't let me finish because you automatically are triggered when somebody goes, you didn't play. And I would never throw that at you because I respect your opinion. But you, you don't know how it feels to know that your guy is about ready to lambaste your quarterback and it's your fault. You'll, you'll, unless you've been there, you'll never know how, like, I'll never know what it feels like, um, you know, to meet a a hard deadline on a story that I got to write or whatever, right? There's no feeling in the world where your guy is about to make a play and you know it's all on you. And I've done some things during the course of a game that I look back on in film and just cringed. Like, I cut a guy in the back of his legs before when he was about ready to make a tackle that was my fault. And, like, when I saw it on film, I was like, oh. Like, to the point where I have to call up and, and get a hold of him and make an apology. Like, dude. But players understand that feeling. Like, when your guy's about to ready to make that play, like you, go, you go temporarily insane. That's what happens to you. You go temporarily insane. You're like, I'll do anything to to not have this be my. You could probably still remember, right? Oh the, yes, the, the blocks you missed that led to a quarterback getting hit hard. Dude, I have tackled. I I mean, I'll remember. Uh, you remember a guy by the name of Trace Armstrong oh, played yeah. defensive end? Yeah. Dude, they ran a game. Like dolphins. A, yeah, dolphins. Yeah. Tackle, tackle, end game, and the tackle grabbed me and it had it was a hold of my jersey, so the 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 end could loop around. And I am like literally, I can't get off, right? And so, like, I know I'm about ready to give up a hit or a sack, and and I reach my left arm out. I'll never forget it. I reach my left arm out and grabbed his face mask, and just drop, like, let my feet go, just dropped and yanked him by his neck down to the ground, ah, like a big pile, and just getting peppered. Like, 18 flags hit me at once. <laughs> And, you're, and he's like, you know, he's like, dude, that's a dick move, you know? And you're, and you're like, hey, sorry, man. Like, hey, Quarterback appreciated it. Like, hey, I had to do what I had to do. You're like, I'm going to take the 10-yard penalty over yeah. getting my quarterback hit, yeah. right, and yeah. losing a down. Yeah. So, like, 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 that makes perfect sense to me. So, yeah, I've, I've been there and, and, and felt that. 
And so I, I get that. I get that. But as a ref, you should have that same that, – that's how important it should be. It should be that important to you that you have that same feeling that I have as a player. Well, I hope this is not all about just preserving the feelings of the officials out there because this is a multi-multi-billion-dollar business. Correct. Fans live and die on this stuff every single week. And you all you have to do is just be on social media during that Monday night game and just watch the reaction – to the the Derek Carr, Chris Jones play, Patrick Mahomes later in the game not getting uh, thrown a flag. I mean, th- this matters. So if you have the mechanism to get it right, get it right. And if if that means instant replay for roughing the passer calls, sign right. me up. Well, they tried me up. You know, they tried to do it, but that's that's the only thing I can think of is that you're trying to protect the feelings of the refs. Well. But Too bad, right? That's what I say. But think about think about a couple of years ago they did this as um, on a trial basis, but they did it during the regular season after that after that game. Remember the game? I think it was uh, Mikel Roby Coleman or whatever it was. They got the they, they tackled. It was in the playoff pass game between yeah, yeah the pass interference yeah. between the Rams and and uh, the Saints, and he essentially just tackled the receiver, and no flag got called, right? And so. One of the things that – and so that was the response. But what happened the next year when they started reviewing pass interference, is it or is it not, they never overturned the call on the field. Like, ever. Like, like never. And so if you if you implement the rule but you don't ever change it because you're worried about the – you know, of bringing into question the integrity of the refs or the, or the capability of the refs, well, then that's, bull, that's baloney too. Like, you – at some point, you got to say, "Hey, guys, here's the deal. We all understand the the aspect of human error. The coaches make errors, the players make errors, the referees make errors. It's part of the game, right? But we're gonna try to get like just like the players study and try to get it as right as they possibly can, just like the coaches do. Is we still make we still have gaffes during the course of the game. People still blow coverages, Mike. And so the bottom line for me is. I know you're going to miss a few as a ref. That's okay. We understand that. It's not like we're going to fire you unless you're egregious at all times. But, but I just, I think, I think they've got to do something about that because it just is. It right now, it just is. It killing us um, in the court of public opinion. Uh, some other NFL stories uh, to get to before we get to some of the games, the big games of the week. This uh, Daniel Snyder story, this expose Ooh. that came out on ESPN, yeah, uh, in which it centers around the idea, the allegations that Daniel Snyder basically has put like a J. Edgar Hoover uh, FBI files on uh, fellow owners, and he reportedly referred to the owners as a like this giant mafia where every owner hates each other, and the idea that as despicable as some of the things that Daniel Snyder has or has allegedly done while owning the Redskins slash commanders that the reason why he continues to not only own the team, but doesn't receive any kind of punishment is because the other NFL owners are so afraid of this guy Yeah, that he knows where the bodies are buried. Right. Don't you feel like Mike, don't you feel as much of a turd as this guy is? And he is a, you know, a turd with a capital T U R D. Okay. So, so you you believe a lot of the allegations that have been levied against him? Levied against him? Oh yeah, he's a turd. Okay, okay. That's who he is? I, he, 
All right. I, I feel the same way, but okay. you, you travel in some circles where maybe you even hear a few more things that, that might solidify that. I just, I like just believe okay. he is what he is. Okay. okay? He is what he is. Um, that said, and I believe that to be true, and, like, I, you know, you hear whatever you hear, and, and but I've had a, a, a few encounters with him where he is, he is, I've had a few encounters with him, let me just suffice it to say, that the guy is a dick. All right? End of story. It is what it is. Um, and, you know, that's my opinion. And take it for what it's worth. But here, here's the deal is I feel like they would have already ousted him if he didn't have pictures and, and you know, if he didn't have confirmation. And like you said, if he didn't know where the, the bodies were buried. So, yeah, like how else does he continue to own uh, a NFL? They won't even let him in the building. You know, they've they've turned it over to his wife, Tanya. Like, she's in charge now. So, anyhow, I, like, it's, that thing is, that thing is a mess, and, um, and it is what it is. The Billionaire Boys Club. Right. They, they play by their own rules. Mm-hmm. They play by their own yes, rules. Yes, they do. Uh, Devontae Adams, what'd you make of the camera shoving incident and, uh, the fact that already this guy is being charged and facing charges and may have to go back to Kansas City and appear in court and all this. Yeah. Hey, you've been out on the field. You know, mm-hmm. we've, we've talked about this. The idea that the field is your sanctuary, but it, it's also your arena. It's where everything happens. Sure. And how, you know, how, do you, how are athletes supposed to react when, whether it's a, a, a protester with a smoke bomb in mm-hmm. his hand comes running out on the field and Bobby Wagner, you know, drops him. Right. Or it's, in this case, Devontae Adams, after a gut-wrenching loss, coming off the field, all, a cameraman kind of darts in front of him. And, you know, maybe it's a kind of a quick startled, I can't get in the head of Devontae Adams and truly understand what he's doing, but it, he, he kind of reacted quickly and then kind of looked like he gave the guy a shove. How are these athletes supposed to react and and should they be held accountable to the laws of the land when oftentimes in their arena they're able to get away with things that if you did it on the street you'd be you know sent to jail sure sure well let me address Bobby Wagner first then I go back to the Bobby Wagner incident then that guy that was on the field he was trespassing right and um I go back to and this goes way back Mike Curtis mad dog Mike Curtis um Linebacker, Baltimore Colts, one of the first guys to basically lambaste a fan who ran on the field. And I'll never forget the quote was, you know, a couple of his teammates were like, Mike, man, that was just like, you you shouldn't have done that. That was wrong. He goes, that dude broke a city ordinance and I was enforcing it. Right. That like citizens arrest. Right. Exactly. (laughs) So for the Bobby Wagner thing, you know, if you're stupid enough to, because he complained that that protester complained of a concussion. If you're dumb enough to get on on in our area of work, then that's what you get. Like I have no empathy for that guy. But the cameraman, you know what? That's his sanctuary too. He's working. He's got a job to do. The biggest issue to me, Mike, is Devonte Adams shoved him, and he came out on Twitter and said, "Man, I hope I'm so sorry. You know, that's not me." Da da da. You shoved him to the ground. You know what? You stomp and you pick him up. If it was accidental or you just bumped in or it was just reactionary, you're like, oh, shoot, gosh, I'm so sorry. You stop picking up. You just kept going. That's the problem. That's the problem because that dude 
whether you like to admit it or not, is doing a job, and he's got every right to be there just like you. Okay? So let's not get, let's not get too caught up in how important I am. All right? Because you're not any more important than that dude that is cleaning up that stadium, that is working at that stadium. Um, as a matter of fact, I would argue that they're more important than you. And so, like, that part is, that part is I don't have a lot of empathy for Devontae Adams in that regard. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. Do I think, you know, I mean, the guy said he took himself to the hospital with non-life-threatening yeah, yeah. injuries. Okay. okay, dude. Like, you're, like, I don't have a lot of empathy for him either because you're a turd. Like, like, yeah, like yeah, if you're just if looking you're gonna, for a payday, if you're looking for a payday, then you, if that's what you're looking for, to get your ten grand or whatever it is you're going to extort from the guy and move along. But see, that that would be the other thing. I would be, I'd be like, yeah, you know what? That's great. You're going to get what you get. It's kind of like the guy that that um, the guy that released the video of Draymond Green. All right, you got your fifty thousand dollars. You'll never work again. Insecurity, ever, right? So I hope Was it's it worth it. I hope it's worth it. Camera dude, here's your ten grand. Here's your twenty grand. Whatever it is, but you're never gonna come shoot another photo in, in our stadium ever. So like, like there has to be. I think there's got to be some consequences on both sides. Anyhow, yeah, and maybe I'm total, wrong. No, no, no. And total, just aside from the conversation, but I just, I just don't get. The gratuitous lawsuits. I don't know mm-hmm. how you look in, in the mirror at yourself. Right. When you do something like that, when you know that all you're doing is trying to get it. I mean, if it's legit, it's legit. I get it. But if it's not and you're just going for a quick buck, man, I don't know how you look at yourself. Uh, Matt Rule, fired. Yeah. Caroline, you see that coming? Yeah. they're. I mean, they just have not been any good offensively. And, you know, you, you hired him as a college or collegiate coach to come in here and put a program together, right? And you've been known for being an offensive guy, and defensively they're playing pretty good. You are, like, what was the record I saw? Like, 1-24 in when giving up 17 points? Like, it was something crazy. Like, you're an offensive coach, and you guys can't figure it out. You can't score more than you know, more than 17 points a game. Like, it's it's un, it's just unbelievable, really, when you look at what, they, what they've become. And, you know, the fact that you've had, what, Cam Newton, Teddy Bridgewater. You've had now Sam Darnold and, and Baker Mayfield, and they all look like they've regressed under your tutelage. Yeah. Right? Every one of them. I think Baker Mayfield has the lowest recorded this, this deep into a, a season – QBR since Jamarcus Russell. That is not coming. You don't. You do keep. not want your name. <laughs> you know, like that's one of those. Keep your name out my mouth. Right? <laughs> that's one of them. Keep your name out my mouth. Like that is for a quarterback, yes. man. That is that is tough sledding right there. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not surprised. He'll be the most coveted guy in you know in in college, college circles. Sure. Um. And I, I will say this, Mike, the transition from the college game to the professional game and and how hard it is for college coaches to really understand the NFL. Yeah. And 
You need to understand how you got to eat in the middle of football field. How that's where you that that to me is where you have to like that's the main course. So when you think about NFL football, if you if you if you divide it into meals, right? Main course is in the middle of football field. It's where you run the ball. It's where you complete passes. It's where you know you you get your tight end involved. That's where you eat. Outside the numbers. You know, one side is is your salad and your appetizers. The other side is your desserts. That, that's what that is. But you if you want steak and potatoes, that's in the middle of freaking football field. Everything else is everything else is asides. Asides, the sides, not asides. A side. A side. Yeah. But I said asides. Asides. I wouldn't say asides. No. It'd be a side. A side. Or the sides. Yeah. The it's sides. A side or the sides. Right. Right. Yeah. The sides. The sides. And the dessert. <laughs> you know I love dessert. Hey, bring that <laughs> card over here. If I had told you after five weeks of the NFL season, the Jets and Giants would be a combined seven and three, you'd say? No, you're <laughs> you're high. I would say you're high. <laughs> Give me some of that. Yeah. Give me some of that uh, whatever, lettuce you're smoking. Yeah, whatever that is, I'll have two, please. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 amazing. Um, it really is. And listen, man, I'm a, I'm a big coaching matters like coaching. Yeah. I know that it's Jimmy's and Joe's, right? I know you got to have players, but play putting players in positions to win. You know, let me just start. Obviously I'm a big Robert Sala guy for the jets. I love Robert Sala, man. Robert is one. He's been really good to me in meetings and being honest and, and, but you watch the way he presents and you watch the passion he has for players and you watch just how he coaches players. Um, and you can see why they play hard for him, man. He is as good a coach he is, he's a better man. And I just I appreciate that about because I think you don't have to be a jerk. You can be a, a, a good human and still be a good coach. So I appreciate that about Robert Sala, and I want to see him have success because I like him. And then Brian Dable. Dable also has been good to me. But where I think that Dable does a phenomenal job with his players, even when he's a little bit outmanned, what do my players do well? And that's what we're going to do. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, stringent when it comes to what my scheme is. I'm not, this is my scheme and you're going to fit into it, damn it. Saquon Barkley gets to the Giants, lights up the league as a rookie, tears his ACL, Joe Judge takes over, and essentially in the rehab process, right, in in his return to the field, changes the offense. Goes, I don't like this offense. I want to be a gap downhill duo team. Not what Saquon Barkley is good at, right? It's just not what he does well. And he was average. And everybody's like, well, he's not this and he's not that. And Brian Dable comes back in and says, no, no, no. We're going to change this running game. We're going to put it back into the wide zone stuff, the cutback stuff. We're going to give you, you know, we're going to give you a weak side, you know, weak side zone. We're going to give you strong side zone. We're going to give you lead. You know, we're going to give you things that you're good at. Dude is one of the most dynamic players in the league again. And and what it's done for Daniel Jones. 
the way that Dable has been able to marry that run game, the success of that run game with the play-action game, with the boot-keep game. Like, Daniel Jones has been really good. And, like, I look at that like guys that were considered, like, they didn't pick up Daniel Jones's option. Right. And now all of a sudden, they're 4-1. and one. Dude, I'm like it's good. It's good, New York. I, I'm actually looking forward, and I know Giant fan hates me, and that's okay. It doesn't bother me. I'm gonna be okay. Um, but I'm really looking forward to doing that game in Jacksonville. Yeah, I really yeah. am. I've got that. I've got not this week. Of this week, I'm in Atlanta with the Niners and the Falcons. But next week, I'm in Jacksonville. I'm not. I can't wait to come to your city, Jacksonville. <laughs> Um, I'm, but I'm excited about the game because I think both Jacksonville. We got a and, video of this. Yeah, I think both Jacksonville and uh, the Giants are sneaky good. Let's get to the two marquee games of the week. Huge games already. Week right. six, Cowboys Eagles. I I I have a feeling. I really do, Mike. I have a feeling that this is when Cooper Rush. Poops in his helmet. Ooh. And I think, I Cowboy think, fans will be ready to welcome back Dak Prescott. Right. Because up until now, right now, it's right. Dak, take your time. No. And rush. I think the Cowboys, I don't know what will I don't know what will happen, but I, I don't think the Cowboys are gonna play Dak this week. So I think it's and I don't know if that's been announced or not. It may be, it may have been announced. I haven't seen it. But I don't think they're gonna play him. I think they're gonna give him another week. And Here's the deal about Philly. The, both these teams are really good, and, and Dallas's defense is exceptional. But Philly is big, strong, fast, and athletic. Their D line is their D line is stout, and um, and they've got two legit matchup corners. So I would put them from a tandem standpoint. I think they have the best tandem of just two legit corners in in big play slay. And then James Bradbury in the league. And so, like, I think they'll be able to slow down the rushing game. They'll be able to match up in in the passing game. And I think eventually Cooper Rush will be forced into a couple of mistakes that he hasn't that hasn't cost him to this point. And then all of a sudden I think Dallas fan will be ready to welcome Dak back with open arms as opposed to we shouldn't go back to Dak. I mean, what has he done? You know, that type of thing. So I think that's what's going to happen in that game. Bills Chiefs. Bills. Bills. Mark, Bills are a favorite. Favorite in at, Kansas City. Yeah, in first Arrowhead. Time Patrick Mahomes ever been a home underdog. Like, Bills, I think, have the number one scoring defense in football. Um, offensively, they probably have the number one scoring offense, or at least they're right up there at the top. Probably the number one, the number one total offense in football. I mean, the Bills are legit. They're legit. Um, I will not bet against Kansas City in Kansas City. And I think I think part of the reason that the the Chiefs fell behind 17-0 and scraped back to a 30-29 victory and da da I think part of it was, hey, we're playing the Raiders. Like, pat you on the head. It's going to be okay, little fellas. And I think part of it is they're looking forward. To, they were looking forward to this game. They played Tampa and crushed Tampa. Then they have this game against the Raiders, 
and they played to the level of that competition. And I think that's part of, of how good they are, that they literally will play to the level of their competition. And you know what? They're getting great competition. I think they, I think they win this game at home. Real quick, I, I know the Bills look at the Chiefs. It's, it's, the, it's who they have to go through, yeah, right? Yeah, right, 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 right. But can you make that kind of a statement in this game? Or even if you win this game, even if the Bills win this game, have you made that but statement? It depends on, it de- or is it only gonna only if it happens in the playoffs? It depends on it depends on how you play. I've told you before that when when I was in Denver and Kansas City was still really good with Marty Schottenheimer, you know we went in there and and we won we won a playoff game fourteen to ten, and I think during that season I was just talking to Mike Shanahan just the other day. He said, you know that during that season, they did not give up a touchdown at home during the whole season. Yikes. A touchdown. Wow. Right. Now that, yeah, again, that's coach speak, so that might be. But he's he's pretty dialed in on on everything. So, so you know, I I look at it from that standpoint of we actually, we actually went there and lost, and I walked away going, oh, damn, we're good. Even in a loss, we're good. So that can happen, and it could happen for the Bills. Hey, listen, for everybody involved with the Stinking Truth Podcast, for Mike, I am Mark. We thank you for Millennial Ben. want to thank our presenting sponsors, the great folks over at Bet Rivers. Bet with a winner, bet with Bet Rivers.